It was 2018 and I was 26. At about 11 p.m., I was driving home after admitting out loud in front of a room full of people that I didn't know my dad. This is the first time I had ever said that out loud. Tears were running down my face and all I could do was ask God why. Why me? I have three other sisters and they all know their dad, but why don't I know my dad? And the only man that I could ever identify as a dad you took away from me. Why? It's not fair. As tears continued to roll down my face and my cry got louder, I could feel God say, because I knew you could carry it. And then he continued to say, you were never alone, you always had me. Spiritual slang like, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good, or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm the host Chanel, and this is my podcast. I come on here and I talk about some real things that I've gone through and how I've overcome those things. And then on the other front, I also talk about some things that I'm still walking through that I haven't completely overcome yet, but I've definitely learned from them and have been able to pick up some helpful learnings. And so, yeah, I come on here and I talk about those in hopes of encouraging anyone who is experiencing the same things or have experienced the same things and helping them to understand that life's an uphill battle with a bunch of victories along the way. And so sometimes those victories might be small and sometimes they might be big. But either way, as long as we're moving forward, we are good and God won't leave us. He'll always, always, always see through that his promises come into fruition and his promises for our life are always better than our own promises. But speaking of uphill battles, today's topic is one that has definitely been an uphill battle in my life. As I stand right now, I feel like I have overcome the biggest portion of it, which is coming to peace and accepting what it is, but I'm still working through the residuals of the pain and scars that it left me with. So the topic I'm talking about today, which you can probably guess based off of the title of this episode, is going to be about my dad, my biological dad, the dad that I've never met nor known. The reason I called this episode dadless but not fatherless is because although I'm going to go into detail of what it was like to not have a dad growing up and also what it did to me that I saw myself struggling with and having to overcome as an adult, I was never alone. Even though I didn't have a dad, I had a father and that father was God because God is our father. But as I'll get into in a little bit, as a child, you don't really, I mean, not all the time, most of the time, you don't really, you know, identify God as your father. Um, it's not something that I 
at least for me, that I came to terms with until I was an adult, until I had to actually deal with the pain that not having a dad did to me, that I came into understanding and accepting that God was my father and is my father. And so it doesn't matter if I didn't have a physical dad, I always had God. Let's backtrack to growing up dadless. I am one of four girls, so I have three sisters, but they are my half-sisters. Although it doesn't really feel like that because we've all grown up in the same household our entire lives and we didn't really ever notice a difference. Technically, they're my half-sisters and all three of them know their dad. I am the only one that doesn't know their dad. And so that was pretty interesting. But if I think back to when I was a child and and growing up, I never really noticed that I didn't have a dad. Like I wasn't oblivious to the fact because my sisters did go off and see their dad. But other than that, like I didn't really see an effect on my childhood from it. And the reason I think that is because I have an amazing mother. She loved me so much that I never felt like anything was missing. So I never felt like I was missing any sort of love. I never felt like I was missing any type of attention. I always had my mom's attention. I was hands down a mama's girl and still am to a point. But me and my mom were really, really, really close. Um, And so I didn't ever feel like I needed anything else. And she also always gave me everything that I wanted that was important. Like, obviously, I wasn't spoiled or maybe I was a little bit, honestly. But (laughs) but I guess the reality of not having a dad never really hurt me. As long as I had my mom, I was good. But like many issues, whether they come up in your childhood or not, they'll affect you in your adult life. And this was one of those issues that definitely had an effect as I got older. I will say, though, although I didn't have my biological dad, I did have a stepdad. But I never called him dad. So in my entire life, in my entire 28 years of living, I've never called anyone by the name of dad. But he was the closest thing that I had to a father figure in my life. He supported me. He moved me in and out of college. And he loved me. He was part of my life for about 10 years until 2015. And on December 31st of 2015, he died. After that had happened, not many people know this, but I woke up on January 1st and something in me was just telling me to start watching church every Sunday online for that entire year of 2016 while I was living in SF because the church that I liked, which is my church now, was in LA. But obviously I couldn't attend it if I was living in the Bay Area. So something in me was just like watch church online every week for this entire year. And if I didn't watch it that Sunday when it came out, I watched it some other time during the week, but I stayed true to that for the entire year. I did not miss a message. Like I watched every sermon. So with that being said, it's crazy to think back and know that my stepdad's death was the catalyst to me really starting to seek God. 
that point alone proves the fact that although I was dadless, I was not fatherless. At that moment, I didn't have a relationship with God. I knew who God was, but I didn't have a relationship with him. Like I didn't hear from him the way I feel like I hear from him now, or um, I didn't pray the way I pray now. And so I didn't have a relationship with him, but God was always there along the along the way. And that moment proves it because the day after I lost my stepdad, something in my spirit told me to watch church every week for that entire year. And one also moment related to my stepdad's passing where it shows that God never left me and was always there even when I didn't notice him was that I have a Bible and it's my Bible and it's been my Bible since I've started walking with God and it's actually my stepdad's. And when I moved back to LA, I moved back into my family's house. I started to walk with God and go to church frequently and really dedicate my life. Um, And obviously my mom noticed that. And one day I was in my room and I recognized his Bible sitting on my dresser. And I don't know how long it had been there because I feel like I might have saw it in my peripheral a few times, but never actually questioned it or looked into it. And then one day I was like, wait, there's a Bible right there. And I open it. Well, first the cover has his name engraved on it. Um, And then I open it and it's a letter from my mom saying that this was my stepdad's Bible and that he would have wanted me to have it. And it's a really good Bible too. It's, it's a nice one. I'm not even going to lie. Like it is decked out. Um, But that's been my Bible until this point. But the reason I wanted to bring that up is because There are little moments where God will show himself in your life and they'll be so small that you might sometimes overlook them. And that was one of the little moments where I knew looking back now, I know that God was with me even when I didn't feel like I saw him. Growing up, I didn't really find a need to confront the fact that I didn't have a dad because I didn't see an effect on me at that time. But as I became an adult, And as I started to walk with God, God will start to dig up everything in you that you might have pushed down for no one to see and for you to kind of move on from. He will start to dig that up so that you can fully be healed and so that you can fully grow and become the person that he's called you to be. And God did that for me with a lot of things. When I started walking with God fully in 2017, God did that with everything. And one of the biggest things he did that with was with the fact that I didn't have a dad. It was something that I almost didn't want to confront because I didn't feel like it was affecting me in any way. And I was already like 25 in 2017. Yeah. So like I didn't feel like it was affecting me, but that's because I didn't. I wasn't digging deep enough. I started to read a book about wholeness. And that's when I realized that there were so many things connected to the fact that I didn't have a dad. There were so many issues that I was dealing with connected to that, that I needed to overcome. And in order for me to overcome them, I had to confront and admit out loud that I didn't grow up with a dad. Then fast forward to 2018, I was 26 years old. And I 
was in a room full of people and I was asked, where is your dad? That in itself started like a shock in me, not a shock, but ignited something in me where immediately it was waterworks because I had never been asked a question like that and just so bluntly been asked. And in that moment, it wasn't something I was going to I was going to lie about. And so I knew I was about to say something that I hadn't ever said out loud. There were people in my life that obviously knew, but it was something that was never really spoken about. Like I never really spoke about it to my family, to my friends, to any to anyone. And so when they asked me that question, I said, I don't know. Those three words were the door to a breakthrough that I didn't know I needed. After that moment, I spent like a few days meditating and marinating on what had happened because it was a life-altering, life-changing moment. And I started to really understand so many habits about myself that were linked to that specific fact of how I grew up and specific fact about my life. I got answers and understanding to why I had certain insecurities, why past relationships had gone the way they had gone, and why I had certain thought processes that would not leave, that would continue to affect my everyday life. And it was such an eye-opening experience to really get to the root of issues that you've been struggling with for most of your life, or at least for most of your adult life. And it was such a relief. Like in that moment, I felt a weight lifted off my shoulders. I feel free because I had just admitted something that was like this dark secret that I kept when it didn't need to be a secret. But I had just admitted it and now I wasn't holding on to anything. Now I didn't feel like I was hiding anything. I just felt free. Which also had me thinking about why I never admitted it before why I never really spoke about it even if it was just to a friend or a family member why did I feel like I couldn't speak about it and the reason is because I was ashamed I was ashamed of not having a dad although it obviously doesn't have anything to do with me even though the things I've had to deal with later have made me think that a lot of things have to do with me but Although it didn't have anything to do with me, I felt like I didn't want people to know that I didn't have this fairy tale life in a sense. It kind of sounds crazy saying it out loud because obviously nobody's perfect and I understand that now. But in the past, as I've spoke about in, di- in other episodes, I've dealt with perfectionism. I've dealt with wanting to keep this persona of who I am up so that people like wanting to control how people view me but you can't control how people see you you can only control how you see you so yeah I was just ashamed of the fact that I didn't have a dad and a lot of other people in my life did have their dad and so I didn't want to be at this disadvantage I also didn't want to have pity I don't do well with people like giving me pity or anything like that I don't I don't feel like I need it And I didn't really want to speak about it because I knew if I spoke about it, it would bring up so many emotions that I don't think I was ready to face. 
Shame, though, is one of those things that will keep us bound to so many chains that are holding us back or walls that we're keeping up because we're ashamed to speak out about what we're going through. I just want to say that we don't have to be ashamed of anything. Our story is our story. It's important to live in our truth because we don't know how living in our truth will help other people. As I've, you know, started to live in the truth of not having a dad and now not even being ashamed or scared to say it out loud in front of anybody, like I'll literally say it to anyone and not feel any type of way about it. It's opened my eyes to so many other people that maybe didn't have a parent, whether that be a father or a mother, or if they did have their parent just having a strained relationship, which then affects them in similar ways that not having a parent would affect them. It's also showed me how what I've gone through is going to help others go through it if they are experiencing the same things. And it just gives me light and character, honestly. Like, I feel like our flaws and our things that we might think are disadvantages or whatever gives us character. It makes us who we are. And so I just wanted to say, you don't have to be ashamed of anything and don't be afraid to speak it out. There's so much freedom and blessing on the other side of you speaking it out because once you speak that thing out it can't hold you down any longer after I had finally confronted the fact that I didn't have a dad and started to realize how that had affected me in so many other ways and realized that me not having a dad was the cause of in so many different insecurities and Um, issues it was time for me to work through those issues a lot of the time when something is brought up in your life and you are faced with confronting it there's the process of first confronting it and admitting it and accepting it and being okay with that and then there's the process of working through how it might have affected you in so many other ways working through every other issue that's connected to that big issue And that's what it was like for me. It wasn't just that I didn't know my dad. It was that me not having a dad led to so much more that I didn't ask for. As if not having a dad wasn't enough. It's connected to so many other things that played a big part in areas of my life where I struggled. That's the thing with pain and brokenness. The fact that I grew up dadless was the cause of most of my brokenness. I was a broken person. And the thing with brokenness is that it's connected to so many other things. So you can be broken in one main area. So me not having a dad is the main area. But your brokenness leads to you being broken in so many different areas. So it is linked to insecurities of not feeling like I was enough it was linked to rejection issues where I constantly felt like I was being rejected by people specifically in relationships even if they didn't do anything it was connected to abandonment issues I always thought people were going to leave me like if I did one wrong thing they would leave me and not come back and for so long I didn't know why I had those thought processes I thought I was just like an overthinker I mean, I am, but I thought that was just the main cause. As I worked through healing, 
I realized that the main cause was the fact that my dad abandoned me. And so that's why I had abandonment issues. It was the fact that I felt rejected by my dad, which is why I dealt with rejection issues. My dad didn't care to stay in my life. So that's why I felt like I wasn't enough. And so it's just linked to so many other things. One of the biggest things that not having a dad did to me was that it constantly had me chasing something in others that I wouldn't find. The biggest part of my life that it affected were my relationships. I didn't know how to be loved by men, both in a platonic and non-platonic way, which led to so many toxic relationships that, to be honest, all looked alike. They all were very similar. And the reason they looked alike is because I treated them all the same. Like they were supposed to replace my dad. I searched for what my dad didn't give me in other men. I looked for acceptance, love, worth. And every time it left me a little more broken and a little more empty. But I want to be clear on what it looks like to be searching for something in other men. It looks like sleeping around to fill a void. You're left with a void in you that you just constantly want to fill so that you don't have to face it. It looks like never being satisfied because you're placing them on a standard that they can never meet because they aren't your dad. I expected them to be my dad, but they could never be my dad. And so I was constantly left unsatisfied. It looks like being in a relationship with someone and constantly wondering if or when they are going to leave you. That's where the abandonment came in. I was constantly thinking someone was going to abandon me. It looks like pushing people away before they have the opportunity to leave you so that you don't have to face the fact that you've been abandoned or rejected again. It's honestly really, really exhausting. And as I think back at it, even though it's obviously had its sad moments, it gives me peace to know where I've come from. And it gives me so much joy to know of how far I've come. It doesn't just end there, though. It becomes something you become consumed with. And you start to, or at least I started to become consumed with the idea of needing a man. Like needing a man. Because I didn't have my dad. And so I constantly needed a man's attention or a man in my life. So that once again, they could fill that void that was missing. And that was all because I never confronted it. I never confronted the void. I never confronted the issue or the problem. It's so crazy, though, because I just watched a movie last night and it's coming back to my attention right now, which I feel like is because I should mention it. But it was about a boy who was a drug addict and he was in the hospital after like overdosing or whatever. And someone had asked him, what is your problem? And he said, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. And the person was like, no, that's how you're treating your problem. What is your problem? 
And as I think of that and I think of the things that I've just listed and wanting to fill the void with men or sleeping around so that void would be filled temporarily or um, pushing people away or whatever it is, those were all because I was trying to treat the problem that I didn't want to face. I was trying to treat the void, the issue that I didn't want to face. I didn't want to admit that I didn't have a dad. I didn't want to come to terms with that. But until I did that, I couldn't fully be healed or grow from it. Until I did that, everything else would be temporary. Those thoughts of abandonment and rejection don't just affect your romantic relationships, though. They also affect your friendships and how you are in general relationships, like with coworkers or family members. It affects everything, which is why it is so important to confront it and to heal from it so that you're not left self-sabotaging blessings or relationships in your life. Once you start confronting it and healing from it, you start to realize that you didn't really need anyone or anything to fill the void. All you needed was God. In order to heal and grow from an issue or problem that has affected your life for a long time, there may be a few different things that you have to do. It might not be a one-stop shop. And for me, it definitely wasn't a one-stop shop. It was me doing a number of different things that all together, as I look back, helped me to get to the point where I'm at right now. As I mentioned, of course, one of them is accepting, confronting, and admitting it. And I do want to note that it's not that I think you need to admit it for anyone else. You don't need to admit for anyone else. You just need to admit and accept it for yourself. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's about you. And so do it for yourself. One of the ways that I feel like really helped me in my growth in this area was understanding that even though I didn't have a dad, I always had a father. That father is God. I think this is important for everyone to understand. Whether you've had a parent or not, it doesn't just have to relate to your parents either. It can be if you feel like you've lacked in any area of your life. God is always by our side to fill the voids that we have in our hearts and in our lives. There may be points in your life where you feel lonely or like you lack something. And in those moments, it's so important to remember that you have God. And that's all you could ever need. I know that it's easier said than done, though, of course. But if you look around you and you look at little blessings, it'll remind you of that reality. So one of those blessings for me was the Bible for my stepdad. Other things are like the breath in our lungs, like just little moments where we realize God is real and be adamant about noticing those like little miracles and little blessings because those will help to keep your mind on the fact that you're not alone and that no matter what God is with you. As I was constructing this episode and 
writing my notes on it and going back into old journal entries because there were so many about this topic. One of the scriptures that made the reality of not being alone for me so clear was Psalm 27.10. I had written it down on November 18th of 2018. So it was right around the time where um, I started to really accept the idea and say out loud that I didn't have a dad growing up. And the scripture says, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Now, if that don't speak exactly to what I'm talking about, then I don't know what does. Because it's basically saying, even if my dad or mom isn't in my life, don't care about me, or whatever the situation is with them, the Lord will always receive me. The Lord will always be with me. The Lord will always be there. And this fact was made even more plain when God showed me everything a dad would do, he was doing. There was this moment, actually, I think like last year, where I realized that so many of the things that God was teaching me in my walk with him is what a natural dad would normally do and may still do. And God, and if you have your natural dad, God could still do these things for you. But it just showed me that I wasn't lacking anything because God was teaching me everything. So God was correcting me when I was doing something out of line, like for real correcting me, like I felt convicted. Um, But I'm thankful for that relationship with God where I can feel it that clearly. He was teaching me how to be loved. He was walking me through tough times. Everything that I've learned, all of my growth that I've done over the last few years were all God. Another key aspect that helped with my healing from the fact that I didn't have a dad came from me forgiving myself. Forgiving myself for all the things that I had done as a result of not having a dad. So all the moments where I self-sabotaged relationships or opportunities because I was being attacked by abandonment issues. And then I was able to realize and accept that although I was dadless, I was still enough. One of the things that I think is really important just to know is that you're never not enough just because you think you lack something that others might have. Just because your life might look different from other people's doesn't mean you're not enough. Doesn't mean you lack or you're at a disadvantage. And also you're never too broken where you're not able to be salvaged. You're never too far gone. You're never too broken where God can't restore you. God can literally restore any single thing. doesn't matter what your life looks like, what it looked like in the past, what you've done, whatever. God can still restore you. The last thing that I did to really help in my healing and probably the most instrumental or at least one of the most instrumental ways um, that I was able to really move forward was by writing a letter to my dad that I never sent out. 
The purpose wasn't to send it out. It was to write out everything I was feeling, any anger, any sadness, any words I had for him, write it all out so that I could get it out of me and finally move on. Sometimes we just want to be heard, right? Like we want to be able to tell the people that hurt us how they hurt us and we want them to almost fix it, but they're not really meant to fix it. And sometimes we don't have the opportunity to actually tell them how they hurt us and get our point across. And so writing a letter helps in that way, even though I didn't send it out um, and I had no intention on sending it out at all. I just wanted it, those feelings to come out of me and be laid out on a paper so that I can move on. I think I'm going to read one line that I wrote. Um, i trying to figure out if I should read it on here. I think I'm going to read it because it is a true testament to how I was feeling in that moment and to what I'm saying where we need to say it so that we can heal. And so I wrote, you have no idea of how you choosing not to be my dad has affected my life, but I'm ready to tell you so that I can heal. As I mentioned, we just need to say it sometimes. We just need to say it out loud and feel like we're being heard or we just need to journal it so that we can heal. We can't keep it cooped up inside of us. Keeping it cooped up inside of us will only hurt us more than actually releasing it. With all of that being said in regards to growing up without a dad and never knowing my dad, I want to say that everything you're going through has purpose connected to it. It doesn't have to just be you didn't have a parent in your life. It could be anything you're going through. It has purpose connected to it. Every broken piece, every piece of hurt, every tear, everything has a reason and purpose on the other side of it because our history is connected to our destiny. Even in the darkest moments, it's really important to remember that there is something, there's going to be a blessing on the other side of it. And there are moments like early in my walk with God or before really walking with God where it would be hard for me to really understand that because obviously like when you're in your darkest moments, you're not trying to hear anything that's not going to actually fix it in that moment. But I will still say it because it is reality that there is purpose on the other side of everything you're going through. Don't be ashamed of your past or of what you've gone through. Live in your truth. Your truth will help someone else. I went 26 years without admitting or really saying out loud that I didn't have a dad. 26 years of my life, I didn't say it because I was ashamed of my truth. I was ashamed of where I came from. I was ashamed of being at a disadvantage or having not having something that I felt like so many other people had. I was ashamed of it. But I can honestly say that now that I'm on the other side, this side is way better. Way better. So don't be ashamed. Like we all have our stuff. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how bad yours might seem from others. We all have our things. We all have things that we've gone through. And that's because they're tied to our story. 
So live in your truth because I guarantee it can help someone else. No matter what you think your disadvantage is or what you feel like you're unfairly having to go through and others don't, it can't hold you back if you don't let it. It's completely up to you. Although like I didn't choose to not have a dad, I didn't let it hold me back. I allowed God in that area and I allowed him to turn it to good. God makes everything in our lives work together for our good. And I know that to be true because I've watched him do it in my life time and time again. And you're literally witnessing it with this episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode seven of Spiritual Slang. I hope that everything I talked about, even if your situation is different than mine, that it helped you in any form with any of the things you go through in your daily life. It is an honest, honest testament of one of the biggest things that I had, that I have struggled with. And one of the biggest things that once I started to face it and allow God to heal me, it is the place where I saw the most growth in. And not just in the fact that I was able to accept it, but in the fact that I was able to overcome areas in my life that it had caused me so much pain in. Like I no longer have some of the broken pieces that it caused me to have. Like I'm whole in some areas. Um, I'm no longer dealing with some of the insecurities. I've overcome like some of the rejection stuff. Like it is the area that I have seen the most growth in for me. And so I hope that just me sharing it has helped encourage you to keep pushing forward and keep allowing God to heal you and work through your life because there is fruit on the other side of you just going through it. Just go through it. You can't hop over it. You just got to go through it. So yeah, thank you again for listening. I'm excited to continue and I will see y'all or speak to y'all soon. Always remember to push forward, live in your truth, and stay prayed up. Bye, y'all.